Welcome everybody to another episode of the Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. I am your co-host, Darth Selim. And I am your main host, the Artificial Dragon. And welcome back to another episode of the podcast, everybody. If you hear a lot of more background noises than usual, uh, the apartment complex that I'm currently living at is under construction. They're replacing a roof of a bunch of apartment complexes. So I hope uh, the background noise isn't too distracting for well, you guys that, and it's about to storm so there's yeah. thunder yeah yeah we have three things going on at the same time <laughs> we got my ac unit over there we got construction workers and we got a thunderstorm coming in thanks a lot zeus yeah i know right? <laughs> but anyway i hope this the background noise isn't too distracting for you guys i uh, always appreciate you listening to our episodes and i try to take out as much noise as i can while re- still being able to hear us while re- remaining clear giving us some clarity in all of this uh chaotic shit that is happening around us but yeah um i lost my train of thought there okay um so as per usual thank you guys for supporting the podcast if you love supporting our channel and you know contributing in any way you can uh, we have a Patreon. Once, uh, it's called Patreon.com/CanMail. Once again, that's Patreon.com/CanMail. And for this month's Patreon art piece, we have Queen Teta, the legendary uh, leader of a republic that managed to get Nagasadao to do his legendary family technique out of the galaxy mm-hmm. with his with her uh, intimidating big Tetas. Like ooh. Those are some scary bombas. Time to give a fuck out of here. <laughs> but anyway, um, if you're not interested in contributing to our highest amount, which is $10, um, we have other tiers such as our uh, Spacers tier and Initiates tier. The Initiate is $2, but any Patreon tier that you contribute to, you have instant access to our Discord server where you could... Talk about general Star Wars lore, share memes, or just have a general chat with us and give us some episode recommendations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, before I forget anything else, time for the shoutouts for all the smugglers that have contributed. And then I'll do my announcements. Yeah, yeah. Um, So for the smuggler tier, we have uh, Cameron Lee, Elia Gestapi, Kenneth Young, Leon Fodd the Fourth and Tristan H. Thank you guys for contributing to the Smugglers tier. We always appreciate your love and support towards the podcast. But anyway, before we continue on, Hannah? Um, for all of you who did not see the announcement, that was made two weeks ago now? Uh, it was like two weeks ago, yeah. Uh, my father unfortunately passed away. Uh, he passed away at 2.30 in the morning on September, or not September, August 9th. Um, my brother and I were lucky to be with him in his final moments. And I just hope that I can do my best to carry on his legacy. Um, thank you to those who have sent their support. And to those of you who want to donate to the GoFundMe. It will be provided in the link or in the description. The link will be prov- provided in the description. All the proceeds go to medical expenses and funeral costs because my father unfortunately did not have life insurance. 
it's been a bit of a tough road for me and my brother trying to get through this, but we're slowly, slowly getting through this. And some days are harder than others. Um, on the lighter side of things, <laughs> go support my blog. It will definitely help me try to keep my mind off of thinking about the sadness and the loss. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's all I got. All right. Um, and before I forget... Link for the blog will be in the description, <laughs> too. Yeah, everything will be in the link in the description of this video and every other video onwards and all that. Um, yeah, um, thank you so much, Hannah. I, uh, am very sorry for your loss. Um, I lost, uh, both my grandparents two years ago, so I understand your pain completely. May yeah, they, May they rest in peace. Yeah, may they rest in peace. But, uh... <laughs> yeah um wow this took a uh, very sad tone but that's uh, <laughs> why i ended it with the light side of supporting my blog uh but anyway um all right before i go into that um be in terms of star wars news by the time of his recording the ahsoka tv show will be out already oh right yeah, the Ahsoka TV show will be on the 23rd. I'm just going to go ahead and pretend that I already watched the Ahsoka show. Like, ooh, that was so awesome. <laughs> that was an amazing two episodes. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Yeah, me too. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, Maybe we'll make a... Uh, I don't know what video we'll make in that span of time, but hello, us in the future... We're in the past right Two now. Weeks from now, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Aside from the Ahsoka TV show, we also have my uh, birthday coming up, which is coming up on the twenty fifth of this month, not hey, month so the, of this week. So the the Ahsoka show was basically an early birthday present, essentially. Yes, That's which cool. is very serendipitous because I still remember watching the uh, Clone Wars movie when I was still in theaters, like uh, back in. What was it, 2010, somewhere around there? I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere around 2010. Um, yeah, it, it's just nice seeing her evolve or growing up with us as uh, we've gotten to know Ahsoka and everything. Oh, yeah. And now I know there's going to be criticisms, but... Yep, yep. Still looking forward to it, though. Same here. Of <laughs> course, I am looking forward to Thrawn. Yep. Played by the best, Lars Mikkelsen. <laughs> And immediately going into the, the Fraun simp personality over there, I see. Hey, at least I'm not sad. <laughs> Very true. Um, so with that out of the way, Hannah, um, I'm pretty sure you know what today's episode is going to be about. We, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be talking about the home of the Jedi. Indeed, and specifically, the Jedi Temple. On Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, we need that clarification because <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to be completely honest, there is like a shit ton of Jedi temples all across the galaxy. We're talking about the main one that you see in the prequel trilogy. Yes, we're talking about the the, the main one. Yeah. The, 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 the very big ass temple. It is a very big ass temple. <laughs> but yeah, um, though it is has the, the massive recognition to the casual Star Wars fan... Um, in reality, the Jedi Temple of Coruscant is actually quite young compared to other temples that the Jedi have used in their long history. Oh, I'm sure. Like, uh, of course, the ones on Typhon by the Jedi Order um, outdate the, 
the ones on the one on Coruscant by a large amount. Oh yeah, of course. And, and there's a, also one on Ossus. Yeah, the one on Ossus, including the Great Jedi Library, which is basically uh, <laughs> the Great Jedi the Library of Alexandria. Yep. But yeah, um, we also have other comparisons, like there's the Temple on Ilum, which is created in 22,800 years before the Battle of Oh shit, of you're right, I forgot about that yep. one. Yep. <laughs> um, the Jedi Temple on Coruscant was constructed at around 3,996 years before the Battle of Yavin. So it's fairly old, but it's compared to other old. temples, uh, it's pretty young, it's Barely even a toddler in comparison. Well, considering we see it getting sacked yeah. in the uh, cinematics to the Old Republic. Yep. That's, that's some of my favorite cinematics, by the way. <laughs> or motherfucking Malgus is just barging in like the Giga Chat he is. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, um, so a nice little bit of history. Um, So, as we all know in our previous episodes on like Revan and Exar Kun and all that... The, the original Jedi Temple, the, the HQ of a Jedi Temple, was on Ossus. Mm -hmm. um, and then Exar Kun decided to supernova a couple of stars, and the Jedi <laughs> were like, fuck that shit, we're, we're gonna go to Coruscant and make our own temple over there. Yep. But anyway, let me get into the history of how it came to be the Jedi Temple. Through the, or through the origins of a temple on Coruscant would go back... Specifically to 5,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. So this is around when Naga Sadao decided to uh, try and take off. over the galaxy. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, the original site of where the Jedi Temple would be made. Um, so back in the day, Coruscant, it's not like the Yukonopolis that we know it to be as it is today. Where it's just nothing but cities all across its surface. Uh-huh. Um, there were still a couple of parts of Coruscant that, you know, were naturalized. Like, there's mountains, and uh, I think there's like an episode in the uh, Mandalorian where there's this sacred mountain, the very tip of a mountain that's just, uh, just taped off for people to look at and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, the Jedi were given for, for, you know, a, uh, thank you from the Republic for, you know, Getting Nagasadal the fuck out of here. Um, the Republic gave them their own plot of land, which contained this what is called the Sacred Spire, which is a ancient mountain that was the center of worship from the ancient Coruscanti. Nice. So yeah, um, initially the Jedi were like, cool. Um, I don't know what we can do with this very tip of a mountain, but I guess we can make uh, meditative towers all around it. Because initially the Republic had this idea to, you know, give the Jedi a plot of their land on Coruscant so that they could be much more connected to the Galactic Republic and its politics and everything. Mm -hmm. And the Jedi, um, they weren't into that. They wanted to you know, remain kind of a neutral party in galactic affairs, but still work with the Republic. Not exactly as the Jedi were in the prequel era and everything. Yeah. Um, so they mainly just... Still staying peacekeepers. Pretty much. Um, they mostly I just... that had worked. <laughs> they mostly just stay to Osses in their own dedicated temple. Well, they just um, send members to Coruscant to meditate and everything because the Sacred Spire was 
the centerpiece of a wellspring uh, forest nexus and everything. Nice. So, at least there's that going for the mountain. Um, let me see. Though it wasn't until the Old Sith Wars, which was when Exar Kun was bumping about and everything, mm-hmm. that the Jedi were all like, okay, our temple on Ossus got a little fucked. bit fucked up by a supernova. Um, sure, we'll take this plot of land and create the foundations of our future temple and everything. Um, so... There's these four individuals. They're called the Four Masters. They're basically like the original architects of a Jedi temple and everything. Um, they would create the Temple Ziggurat, um, which is that uh, triangle, not triangular, but a rectangular structure that consists of the entirety of the temple and everything. Yes, a ziggurat. Yeah. Um, as time goes on, they kind of put layers. It, it's like that uh, meme with uh, Shrek. Ogres have layers. layers. The uh, temple also has numerous layers, which we'll go to in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, that big building can hold a lot of shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, the temple ziggurat is just a gigantic shell, and underneath is just numerous chambers, numerous rooms and everything. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually going to send you a, a little cutaway from the official um, Star Wars Revenge of a Sith cutaway book, because... There is a lot in this uh, Jedi Temple, and there is a lot of details that you can see in there. Oh, it's I'm absolutely sure there incredible. Is. <laughs> yep. Holy shit. Yeah, just. Like, if you look. Uh, okay, so you see the center tower where the High Council meets and everything? Uh-huh. Look to the very bottom. That is the ancient spire that the Jedi built this temple upon. Oh, so they still have, like, the tip of the mountain yep. inside the temple. Yep. And wow. they just built around that. That's cool. Good way to preserve the nature of that was originally there. Yeah. Um, and of course, since the Jedi temp the Jedi now have their headquarters, literally in the heart of the Republic itself, they became much more connected to the Galactic Senate and its politics and everything, becoming their own mm, still peacekeepers, but more of a uh, police force for the Republic and everything. Um, I wish I could read everything the picture <laughs> is saying. I know, I know. It's it's a little bit uh, low depth, but you could you the could tell the quality is very uh, crap. Yeah, but... it is. But you could still see the nice little finer details in the temple and everything. A little bit, but not really. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, and then once they made the ziggurat, the four masters would build the five spires that you see on top of a temple. Mm-hmm. And each spire, they have their own. So each spire, um. Let me actually tell you how big the Jedi Temple is, because it is big. Um, like, the tallest tower reaches over one kilometer in height. Holy shit. Which may not sound like much for our uh, American viewers, but, which is, it's basically barely a mile. That's still a lot. Yeah, um, for comparison, the, uh, you know what the Burj Khalifa is, right? Uh Uh-uh. It's, the, it's known as the tallest building in the entire world. It's oh, in Dubai. In Saudi Arabia, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the Burj Khalifa reaches up into the sky of around 2,760 feet. Sounds like someone's compensating for something. The Jedi Temple reaches up to 3,280 feet high. Holy fuck. <laughs> so it's essentially as tall as a mm, small mountain or something. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Better hope you're not afraid of heights. Well, you gotta be as brave as a Jedi to, you know. <laughs> God. Uh, that brave sounds that. like a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. And the ziggurat itself has a uh, width of around, uh, where is it? Uh, 1,674 feet wide. For comparison, um, there's this uh, building in China called the New Century Global Center, which is 1,312 feet wide. Um, Zeus is really making some comments. Yeah, um, he's just talk- he's just jealous that I'm talking about the Jedi Temple, not Mount Olympus. <laughs> um, so yeah, if it's not clear already, the Jedi Temple is big. It's fucking huge it's like five times bigger than our own sky dome over here and you know how big it is inside yeah the sky dome is huge yep imagine that but like five times bigger yep exactly that's fucking huge and that is the entirety of a jedi temple uh, the jedi order and everything that's just a how is the jedi order yes god damn (laughs) that's a that's just a big home yep yep it is um let me see if i could okay and uh, as the construction kept growing over the centuries um the jedi would add numerous features into the ziggurats of the temple like they would take tiles from their former temple on osses and everything and just plaster it into the walls of a jedi temple and everything yeah makes sense yeah just Retrieving as much as they could and to get make them a, a little bit more nostalgic of their old home and everything. Um, and I believe the construction of a Jedi Temple as a whole uh, took over a millennia to complete. God damn. Yeah. Well, it makes sense that it would take that long to complete. That especially, thing is big! <laughs> especially when you have uh, force-wielding monks trying to move shit around with a force. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and... Okay, so I covered a little bit of the Jedi Temple's history. So let's talk about the uh, layouts and everything. The nice, juicy stuff. So the Jedi Temple is located within Galactic City, which is essentially the capital of Coruscant. Yeah. It is literally like a couple blocks away from the Senate District and everything. Um, however, the Jedi Temple has its own district called the Temple Precinct. It's like a uh, couple of blocks of, you know, buildings and other settlements that center around the Jedi Temple yeah. and everything. Um, so, you know that uh, one part of Flagstaff that houses the police station and everything? Yeah, Sawmill. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that, but with a Jedi Temple many times larger. Holy shit. Yeah. But let me see. Uh, and, of course, I talked about the five spires jutting out of a ziggurat. Um... And if you notice in that picture, the uh, center tower is supported entirely by the uh, sacred spire, that little tippy top of a mountain. That That's the what Jedi I was, was talking given. about. <laughs> yeah, That's and really e- cool. It is pretty cool. And each tower is supported by a highly tensile substance called magonite, which is a very durable material, building material and everything. Like, many times stronger than concrete and everything. Okay. Um... The shorter four towers that surround the temple spire are known as the council towers, each of which contains a different council, which do include the Jedi High Council. Yeah, but the, is, don't the Jedi High Council reside in, like, or meet in the tower, in the spire? 
Uh, later down the line, from what I can gather, all four towers were meant to um, symbolize what the Jedi are meant to go through. Like, the Jedi High Council, you know, dictates everything, and the other council towers dictate other aspects of the Jedi Order and everything. Yeah, because, like, there's, there's like, councils for the knights, there's councils for the consulars. Uh, just, it's more intricate than you would think. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until, like, the Clone Wars or someone like there, where the Jedi Council would just move into the center tower. From what I can gather, at least. Because um, we don't, we only get so much from the movies. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so let me go ahead and talk about what... Before I go into each individual tower, each tower hosts their own hangars. You know, like, with their own support craft and Jedi starfighters and everything mm -hmm. like that. And it's maintained mostly by Jedi Temple security and astromech droids and all that. <laughs> okay. Um, Background noise. <laughs> and on top of each tower is a crown of antenna, which not only provide constant connection to the holonet, which is basically the internet of Star yep, Wars. Yep, the internet. Um, but also taps into the cosmic energy fields of the galaxy, which allow the Jedi to stay in contact with members of the Jedi Order in far-off worlds. That's very helpful. Yeah, think of it as almost like a uh, encrypted database where you could reach out to Jedi in, like, I don't know, the fucking unknown regions or something. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, yeah. It's um, just a big-ass cell phone tower. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> so let me go ahead and go into each individual tower and why they're so significant. Okay. The first one is the Tower of First Knowledge. And unfortunately, I don't have pictures of them because uh, it's kind of difficult to tell which one is which just on the surface level That's and everything. very difficult to tell. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the Tower of First Knowledge... Basically, it oversees the operation of the Jedi Academy and the Jedi Archives. So they're like the big, the big glass nerds and everything. Mm -hmm. um, it houses the Council of First Knowledge, which is made up of five masters. Uh, the, is there anything else I miss? Huh, okay. Um, and the second one is the High Council Tower, which... Uh, was the tower that, pretty obviously, holds the meeting of the Jedi High Council. Um, and within this tower, it houses residents of each High Council member, including the Grand Master. Nice. So, it, like, if you have Plo Koon, Chaoti Mundi, Shock T, they live in that tower, basically. Hmm. And within that tower, it also houses uh, additional rooms, like the Operations Planning Center. Which is essentially like a war room and everything, okay. where they contact to, where they contact other planetary governments to for you know important confidential matters. So basically, everything. this tower was the base of the high, the council. The yeah, high pretty council. much. Yeah. Okay. And let me see. Uh, where was it? Okay, and in that tower, um, contains the treasury room, which is very self-explanatory. It has a majority of the Jedi's assets and money and everything. Probably a lot of artifacts, too. Yep, yep, pretty much. Um, and then next is the, the third tower, is a Tower of Reconciliation, which hosts the Council of, well, Reconciliation. Um, it was made up of five masters, and they are tasked with negotiating between the political factions both inside and outside of the Galactic Senate. So these guys were basically the mediators between political parties and everything. Nice. 
Yeah, which is pretty interesting when you think about it. It is. Um, let me see. Uh, I mean, it's necessary. Yeah. Especially well, considering how brutal fucking politics <laughs> there is. <laughs> that is very true. You gotta have those skilled negotiators and everything. Um, on One other thing to note within the tower is that it contains a garden which produces herbs and vegetables for the Jedi dining hall in the... Uh, larger temple and everything that's gotta be fucking huge it is i mean when you consider that each tower reaches a kilometer up in the air yeah you could house a lot in there well that and the the temple is huge there are uh, thousands and thousands of jedi living in that temple Mm -hmm. and you gotta get food to feed them yep so that garden must have been huge yep Well, there's a lot more gardens within the Jedi Temple itself. It's just one of the many gardens that the the temple has. Um, Let me see if there's anything else. And then the fourth tower is the Reassignment Council Tower, which houses the Council of Reassignment. Um, Basically, these are the guys who kind of look over initiates who fail to pass the Jedi Trials and consider what should we do with them. Should we let them go? Should we pass them on to... The service corps. The service corps, the agri corps, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. their force abilities are... Still usable. Still usable, not as a Jedi, but as a volunteer, essentially. I think I remember a quote a while ago, where uh, I can't remember if it was Anakin that said this, or if he put it down in one of the uh, the uh, Jedi books or whatever. Um, it was something along the lines of, Thank goodness I didn't go to... That tower. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Who would want to go to that tower? Yeah. That sounds like a big old fucking letdown if you don't get chosen as a a Padawan. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those towers like, okay, do your fucking best. Otherwise, you're going to the reassignment tower. That's sad, though, for the people (laughs) who who don't get to become Padawans. Yeah. I think I also remember hearing in a couple of videos I was listening to for research purposes. um, If you do fail... Uh, to pass the trials, you either have a choice of becoming part of a service corps or whatever, or you could just uh, go out on your own. And fortunately, the the Jedi Order as a whole have assets given to them by the government. So if you fail to pass your test or anything like that, um, you could basically just go out, have your own assets, have your own residence. Like you're, if you fail, it's just like Chiss Society. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so like even if you fail. Unlike with a Sith who will probably just murder your ass, you could just go out of a temple and make your own way into the galaxy. That's cool. It is pretty cool. Kind of wondering why Ahsoka wasn't given us assets, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, plot hole. But anyway, um, so we already explored the four main towers. Let us talk about the tallest of them all, which is called the Temple Spire, a.k.a. the Tranquility Spire. Which is obviously the one in the very, very center of the ziggurat. And it's everything. the one we see the High Council in. Yep. Um, in the movies. It is traditionally seen as the most important of the five spires, as it houses the text of a founding Jedi, some of which come from Asses itself. Cool. Um, the Hall of Knighthood, Meditation Chambers, Memorial Statues of the Order's Most Revered Jedi, and late in the Clone Wars, it would host a Jedi High Council chamber at the very top. Yeah, I knew I was right. I think I have uh, a picture of the High Council chamber. Well, actually, no. If you look in the uh, cutaway that I just sent, you could see a bunch of uh, 
statues. Um, and then moving on from the very top of the temple and into the exterior and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so as I mentioned before, it has its own precinct and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, let me see if I could... Okay, there we go. Um, so the outside of the Jedi Temple was a boulevard that led from the temple precinct to the entrance of the temple. You know, that gigantic staircase, uh, statues and everything. Well, like, we see Anakin entering when he comes in with the five of Or of Darth Malgus when he just casually walks into the temple and everything. Or when the fucking ship comes crashing <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, just more fucking Kool-Aid man from yep. Wall. <laughs> anyway, um, so... That specific entrance would be called the Presional Way, which began at a large public landing platform leading down a road that terminated out of the large staircase into the temple prior. Um, yeah? Hang on, I, just, I have a hair lingering <laughs> somewhere. Okay, where was I? Okay. Um, the Presential Way is lined with many statues, immortalizing... Uh, masters and scholars, and at the very entrance, um, let me see if I, do I have a picture of this? I believe I do. Um, yeah, um, if you look at this one scene where the 501st is marching up the, uh, stat, uh, the steps and everything, you'll see four prominent statues at the entrance. Oh, yeah. Those are the statues of the four masters, the original architects of a Jedi temple. Makes sense. Yeah. Um... There are, as far as I can tell, there are four main entrances of the Jedi Temple. Um, the one that you see in most media is pretty much like a, I think it's either the public entrance or just a, uh, grand entrance. Yeah, it looks like the public entrance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, think of, uh, the Jedi Temple as like a giant square. And there's an entrance at each side of a square. Four sides and everything. Okay. Um... But let me see. Uh, to ensure the security and privacy of a temple, each entrance had five Padawans that would guard the temple during the day and two Jedi Knights to guide it during the night. Why not just put fucking temple guards there? Oh, well, you know, um, there's a shit ton of guards uh, around the precinct. Like, if you would, I'm not sure if they explain this in Swator or anything like that, but the Jedi Temple has its own police force, the, the temple security and everything. They did not explain that in the game. You may actually see them briefly in the, uh, the, uh, trailer that Malgus appears in. Um, like, you know, in the first couple of seconds, he's surrounded by gunmen and he just cuts them down and everything. Mm -hmm. Those are the the uh, temple security. They're just normal as dudes with guns and everything. Christ, now I need to watch that trailer like scene by scene to pick up every little fucking detail. But yeah, um, the Jedi Temple, it looks like a fortress. It's built like a fortress. I'm sure it is. Like, you know, you have numerous uh, Jedi Padawans and Knights. You have uh, the Jedi Peacekeepers, who are a branch of Jedi Guardians that specifically patrol around and inside the Jedi Temple at all times. Yeah. And then, of course, you got the Temple Guards, who are the guys with a mask and everything. They, they look pretty cool. They, yeah, they do look pretty cool. I like that. Um, But yeah, um, the Jedi Temple... Getting into the Jedi Temple is no easy task no. when you have a shit ton of security just 
patrolling the Jedi Temple 24-7, like, both no, outside and inside. Like, no ordinary Joe could just walk in and d- do whatever they wanted. Yeah, exactly. Malgus, on the other hand, Kool-Aid man <laughs> with a fucking ship. <laughs> Kool-Aid man from the wall. Oh, man. Malgus is awesome t- sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, and the Temple security is overseen by what is called a Jedi Gate Master. They're basically like a head of security or of a sheriff or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, the named Gate Master in Revenge of a Sith would be the first victim of Anakin Skywalker. Oh, no! In Operation Nightfall. <laughs> Additionally, um, okay. So an interesting thing to note about the Temple security is that it is comprised mainly of non-Force-sensitive soldiers and police officers. That is surprising. Yeah. Either recruited from the inhabitants of a temple precinct, or they are former initiates that failed their Jedi trials and everything. That sucks. Yeah, at least they got to do something. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and at around the time of the Clone Wars, the the temple security numbered at around 500 individuals. God Damn. So essentially the Jedi had their own privatized military at that point. Or militia, if you want yeah. to go that far. Yeah, that's that's a militia. <laughs> uh, and on both occasions, it was attacked. The first by Malgus and the second by Vader and everything. Mm-hmm. The Jedi and their temple security would fight shoulder to shoulder against these opponents. Didn't do them very good, though, unfortunately. Nope. <laughs> yeah, they... I remember that one scene where there's these uh, security guards who try shooting and a Civ just jumps into the air and does a force repulse on their asses. That's fucking cool, though. <laughs> it is pretty cool. Um, so we've talked about the exterior of a Jedi temple. Let's talk about the main defining structure, which is the ziggurat itself. Mm-hmm. Um, think, as I mentioned before, think of the ziggurat as a gigantic shell that has multiple layers and everything. Um... It has, okay, over its lifetime, it has been given new expansions and everything. Like, there's one well, shell. duh. <laughs> it has one shell, and then another shell, and then another shell, and then another shell just build upon itself mm-hmm. and everything. Um, probably the most prominent feature of a Jedi Temple, when you go into the entrance, is the Grand Hall. Which is that gigantic chamber that goes from the entrance to the sacred spire in the center of a Jedi temple. Yeah, that's where the fight between Malgus and Zen Velo takes yep. place. Yep. Takes place. Yeah. And at the sacred spire, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, it initially has like ancient meditation chambers and stone structures that made its own enclave and everything. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, these ch- these chapels and sanctuaries um would basically be abandoned as gathering dust and being a reminder of a much more simple time of a Jedi's past and everything. That's sad, especially as the war went on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Fascinatingly enough, though, each one of these chapels and sanctuaries are some of the largest in the entire Jedi temple. Like, they could house hundreds of Jedi if they choose to. Um, but during the Clone Wars, as I mentioned, they're basically dusty old relics of a much grander era of a Jedi. Um, and as the Temple Precinct was built upon, you know, with more apartments and residences and everything like that, like everywhere else in Coruscant, um, 
the Jedi who would make a shell around that initial layer of a Jedi temple with a spire. Mm -hmm. um, and they would make other stone buildings which served as office spaces and dormitories. Um, while more stone towers and obelisks were jutted up from the mountain. Um, well, unfortunately, these two would also be abandoned by the Jedi Order. Well, yeah. <laughs> I find, I also find this interesting. Um, during the time of the Clone Wars, these structures were only explored by the most eldest of Jedi Masters who had the knowledge and skill to navigate these ancient designs. Oh shit, so like, younglings and Padawans couldn't even go there. They would probably get lost in the labyrinth that is the center of the Jedi Temple. That's funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Um... And then, let me see. As time progressed, the stone structures would eventually be covered with a dark durasteel outer layer and incorporated a red stone, giving the temple a dark and sedated appearance from the exterior. Um, eventually, the ziggurat would be made up of numerous columns and support, which held the entire structure, thus allowing the Order to construct numerous chambers and rooms within the shell of the ziggurat itself. Yeah. Um... Though the most prominent site, famous for many vis- I already talked about the Grand Hall, let me go ahead and skip that. One of these first chambers built within the shell was what is called the Room of a Thousand Fountains. Yeah, it's basically a- uh, I want to call it a garden, but it's not. It's like, take a rainforest and yep. put it in a room. Pretty much, yeah. It's fucking amazing. It is. Um- as you said there, um, it's described as a greenhouse, which contains waterfalls and huge amounts of flora, meditative areas, potteries, and stone walkways. That's so cool. It is so cool. And then there's another room called the Lake Level. It is a basically a five-story facility built within the walls of a temple as a meditative retreat, which contains a massive lake of clear green water. I can imagine, uh, like... All of the aquatic, you know, base races yep. kind of chill in there and swim in there. Yeah. That's it's, cool. it's not uncommon for Jedi apprentices in between lectures to sneak off in there and take a swim. That sounds nice. It is nice. On top of that, it contains trees, uh, flowers, a beach, some benches, and its atmosphere is so different compared to everywhere else in the temple that most observers who enter into it feel like they're on a completely different planet. Who wouldn't? Yeah, that it sounds is, beautiful. It is so cool. Um, every yeah, when you it seems a little bit ridiculous when you think about it, but considering how big the Jedi Temple is, I could see that happening. Yeah, you gotta have a sanctuary somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And that sounds like the perfect like getaway sanctuary. Yeah, and it, underneath the ziggurat at like at the main level, there is a uh, menagerie beneath the temple that has additional flora and fauna, um, you know, numerous creatures from across the galaxy. And uh, there's this creature that Yoda keeps called a Kaibuck. Think of it as like a kangaroo with horns on top a of its head. Yeah, a Kaibuck. That's what Ahsoka and her mom are hunting in the Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. That's cute. And uh, that was, that is certain Kaibuck that uh, Yoda keeps was actually a gift to him from a uh, Wookiee princess. Oh, that's cool. And it's also kind of fascinating because uh, Jedi aren't known to keep uh, pets. pets or objects or anything like that. But 
Yoda, being the, the, the polite grandmaster, decided to take the Kai bag and put him in a menagerie to live its life and everything. That's cool. And occasionally ride as a steed into battle. <laughs> <laughs> as you can see in the Clone Wars a couple of times, the old Clone Wars. He does? Yes, he Holy does. Holy shit. You could literally see him charging into columns of battle droids. Holy shit. <laughs> it's so cool, but kind of silly, but still cool. Uh, you wouldn't think Yoda would be a type to have a pet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or a mount. <laughs> and then let's see. Among the less fantastical chambers is the detention center. You know, where you keep all the prisoners and everything. Yep, jail. Yeah, um, which is specifically built above a fountain of a fountain. Uh, the Room of a Thousand Fountains. Um, in the ancient past, it was used to contain the Sith Lords that they captured in the Old Republic era, mm -hmm. and their dark side corrupted creatures. Uh-huh. Now it probably just sits, like, dormant. Well, I mean, it's partially dormant. Um, in the Golden Age of a Republic, when the Sith were quote-unquote extincted, they would just keep dark Jedi, or just regular people that met the Jedi's radar and everything. Um, fascinatingly, though, if <laughs> among anyone that you want to be captured by in the entirety of a Star Wars galaxy, it would probably be the Jedi. Let me explain. Um, so each room of a detention center is basically outfitted like, uh, it has, like, a private bathroom, it provides holographic entertainment, it's even got a normal bed in there. Oh, so kind of like uh, Finnish prisons. Yes. Or, yeah, prisons in Finland kind of look like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and Doesn't feel much like a prison. <laughs> yeah, people describe it more as an apartment than an actual prison. It's not bad. Uh, but in this case, the tenant cannot leave their apartment. I see no downside. <laughs> I see no downside to this. I fucking love that meme. I see no downsides to this. <laughs> Who would? Yeah, you got arrested, but at least you're not sleeping on a fucking slab of concrete. Yeah, pretty much. Or, or like, like... Have a metal toilet. A metal toilet that is in full view of everybody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Compared, compared to American prisons, that is a lot better. Or the Sith. Yeah. They don't have that luxury. Nope. <laughs> the Sith put you in a cage. Pretty much, yeah. That is all. <laughs> but yeah, I f also this was kind of a funny detail when I read it. Um, So in the detention center, there is a laundry chute where, you know, you put the prisoner's clothes and everything mm -hmm. to go to the laundry. Um, In the case that somebody breaks out of their cell and decides, oh, laundry chute, I could use that and, uh, you know, escape. Um, Instead... The laundry chute is designed to help recapture organic prisoners. Oh, shit. I like, thought, if somebody goes into the chute, they're just rechanneled into a chamber. That's funny. I thought, yeah, I so thought you funny. said it was going to turn into, like, an incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be clever, too. It would be kind of clever, but, yeah. Yeah, just, whoop! Ah, oh, crap, I'm back where I am. <laughs> I thought that was so funny, funny when I came across it. That's very funny. <laughs> Also, on top of, you know, the luxuries and everything, the detention center is comprised of many different types of, uh, of force-resistant and lightsaber-resistant metals. Hmm. So, there's most likely a good indication that Beskar lines the, the detention center of a Jedi temple. <laughs> Just Mandalorians seething with rage. <laughs> seething with rage. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, but there's a lot of interesting things in the Jedi Temple. There's so many things. I just picked out the ones that were more interesting to me because there is a lot of I'm them. sure there is. <laughs> but let me see if I could go to the next one. Um, of course, we know the Jedi Archives. Yeah, the, the big-ass library. Yeah, the big-ass library, which is said to contain a fathomless collection of ancient knowledge and research going back thousands of years. Wow. As well as innumerable amounts of reading material collected from all corners of a galaxy. So it's not just, you know, Jedi texts. Yeah. It's all kind of, it's a big-ass library. Pretty much, yeah. That means one section's got, like, hollow drama and telenovelas. Yeah. And romance books. Or if you want to go further, NSFW stuff. (laughs) But Jedi have to learn the birds and the bees somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, I think also in that, uh, the Jedi archives, it also contains, you know, the holocron vaults and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is, there's like a couple of episodes in the Clone Wars. Uh, where, uh, the, the episode where Cad Bane infiltrates the Jedi Temple and everything to retrieve a Holocron. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to go through the, uh, the Jedi archives because, you know, there's blueprints and everything there. Yeah. And they need, and even though Cad Bane is a smart motherfucker, he still needs prep time for this shit. Well, no shit. You're infiltrating the Jedi Temple. Which... I think is arguably one of the most highly defended places in the entire galaxy. Achievement to Shea Vizsla for getting <laughs> in without being detected. Yeah, pretty much. Or whoever took the Darksaber. No, I'm saying Shea Vizsla because she was there at the, at the siege of the temple. That is very true, With yes. Malgus. I'm trying to remember. Uh, crap. Uh, it'll probably come back to me later. Um, and of course, the, the Jedi Temple... Has, well, dormitories for all their Padawans and everything. Yeah. And these dormitories are also known as the accommodation sector. Each room is crafted so that the rooms can be adjusted to make the many species of a Jedi comfortable through the use of specialized atmospheric adapters. That's cool. So like, uh, I don't know, you're a HUD Padawan. Um, is it too dry for you? Crank up the AC. <laughs> <laughs> Crank up the AC, give you a little bit of humidity. Or if you're like a uh, Tuscan Raider who feels that it's too cold, bring up the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how the Jedi are accommodating for all species. Yeah, that is pretty cool. For the Sith, they'd pr- probably be all like, <laughs> they'd be like a football coach. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. You get what you're given and you don't throw a fit about it. Yeah, pretty Otherwise much. you die. <laughs> Then, of course, the, the temple has a laboratory maintained by the Agricultural Corps. Um, there is the Halls of Healing maintained by the Medical Corps. And there are, of course, numerous kitchens throughout the entire Jedi Temple. You gotta feed them. You gotta feed all the, the all little boys. <laughs> yeah. You gotta feed all those Jedi. And here's a couple of minor additions of a Jedi Temple I thought were interesting. Um, there is the Analysis Rooms, which... So the analysis room appears in a deleted scene of Attack of the Clones where Kenobi goes to them to see if they could identify the saber dart and everything. Uh-huh. And that and it could not be identified, which is why he goes to uh, Jester in the first place. Okay. Um, Dexter. Yeah, thank you. Um, then, of course, there's the carbon freezing chamber. Very self-explanatory. Um, there's a room called the Black Vault, 
which contains all of the Sith artifacts the Jedi have at their disposal. Oh, shit. Yep. Um, there's the Grand Banquet Hall. Very self-explanatory. Um, the War Room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a museum. A dojo. A pyre room. Reception hall. Meditation garden. Safe room. Tech center. A planetarium. Holy shit, this place is huge! Yep. A Padawan dining hall. Wardrobe house. And the healing crystal room. And I would like to mention the crash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where they, where they have uh the groups of Padawans and everything. Basically, yeah. Jedi kindergarten. Pretty much, yeah. It's a good way to sum it up. That's where all the younglings live in their clans, <laughs> and yeah. the master, the the crash masters, take care of them. Yeah, along with droids. Though more interestingly, one of the Jedi Temple's darkest secrets would be found deep beneath the structure itself. Um, and this structure is called the Shrine in the Depths very ominous name and if it's not obvious it's a former sith shrine what what how the fuck (laughs) how the fuck so from what i can gather the shrine in the depths was constructed by the ancient sith as a means of corrupting the already powerful light side nexus that already existed on coruscant Mm -hmm. um as such the jedi temple the jedi order found out about this and they were like oh that's not good Let's smother it in light side energy. (laughs) Which is why one of the main reasons why the Jedi Temple was built. Because the main idea is, it's essentially their version of putting a carpet over this shit stain or something like that. Yeah, big blood stain, put a big old carpet over it. Put a big old carpet, except the carpet is like a uh, structure that reaches a kilometer in height. Yep. (laughs) And has the entirety of the Jedi Temple on top of it. But anywho, um, this place was originally meant to be explored in a unaired episode of The Clone Wars. Um, of course. Yeah. Ahsoka Tano, when, you know, she was uh, ejected out of a Jedi temple, she would accidentally stumble upon it and figure out, oh shit, this is uh, how the dark side has become much more powerful and has clouded our ability to foresee the future and everything why the fuck wasn't that included (laughs) no you know forgot bullshit forgotten to time that's not fair (laughs) and uh, yeah this shrine would blind the jedi to the dark side and it was palpatine's most powerful asset and deceiving the jedi of the republic Wrinkled old, wrinkled <laughs> fucking dark testicle. <laughs> oh man! Uh. So yeah, that is um the <laughs> the layout of a Jedi temple. I gotta say, there was a lot more than I was expecting. Oh yeah, there was so much more than I was expecting. If you told me that there was a more fucking spy of a Jedi temple, I would not doubt you at all. There probably is. There probably is. Yes. You gotta take care of your soldiers somehow. Yeah, and you know. Meditation chambers for days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, like, uh, one of the rooms, they have a legit ocean in there. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah, the temple is pretty amazing. It is amazing. I <laughs> Just to make it more mind-boggling, I think it's a little bit smaller than the, the, the Senate building. The Senate building is fucking huge. Yep. 
As no wonder it could house. <laughs> no wonder it could house multiple senators from across the galaxy in it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I already dived into the layout. Let's return into the Jedi, uh, the Jedi Temple's history. Okay. Ever since its construction, the Jedi Temple is no stranger to attacks and changes. Um, during the, <laughs> yeah, very obvious. Um, during the first Jedi Purge enacted by Darth Nihilus and Sion, the temple would actually be briefly abandoned for a little bit. And then once those two, you know, got the short end of a stick, they returned back to the Jedi Temple and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, we know the legendary attack by Darth Malgus on the Jedi Temple and everything. Which caused it to be abandoned again. Yep, and they were forced to go to Typhon again. <laughs> <laughs> During that time, I believe all five of the towers were collapsed and they needed to be rebuilt. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, Valgus did a number on that Jedi temple. I think Good it, on you, Valgus. I think it also legitimately got orbitally bombarded at one point. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, like, even if you uh, look at the Jedi temple during the Clone Wars era, there are still brief... Small hints of scorch marks all over its hall and everything. I'm sure. Yeah, it's got the scars to show. And then, of course, we go to the big one, which is uh, <laughs> Order 66. Yep, everyone knows Order 66. Which, in this case, interestingly enough, was called Operation Nightfall. Basically, Anakin, the 501st, stormed the temple and murdered everybody inside. Yep. And then, uh, there's this, uh, scene from a Dark Horse comic where there's this entire crowd of civilians gathering around the Jedi Temple, and there's just this giant fire raging on, and the clone troopers are just gathering the bodies of the Jedi and just yeeting it into the fire. Oh my god! All within full view of the populace and everything. What the fuck? <laughs> and no one said anything? Well, there was one person that had said something. It was a uh, Jedi Knight that survived the Purge. And he was like, You have been deceived, citizens. We did not betray the Republic. The Republic betrayed us. And he decided to go Leroy Jenkins on the clones and he got killed. Of course. And then they just yeet him into the fire. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh yeah, I think in another canon comic, Massimetta was at the Jedi Temple before a large gathering. And he had like this giant... Forge, which contained all of the lightsabers of the Jedi. He even held Master Yoda's own lightsaber. He was making this huge demonstration like, witness the destruction, the true destruction of the Jedi Order. He threw a Yoda's lightsaber in there and they all just got melted in the furnace. Oh, God. Yeah, it was pretty metal when the Empire came in and curb stomped the, the Jedi Order. That's tragic, dude. Very tragic. And like full display of the entire populace of Coruscant. Oh, I imagine all the little lightsabers from yeah. the younglings being thrown in there. <laughs> Just, yeet. Oh. Yeet. <laughs> sad. To, <laughs> to uh, put more uh, salt to the wound, after um, the fires were quelled at the Jedi Temple and everything, um, it would eventually be converted into the Imperial Palace. There's yeah. actually a picture of it in canon. <laughs> I think I've seen it. <laughs> and it looks just the fucking same. And Palpatine even made it his personal residence. Asshole! <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? 
fuck? That's like his ultimate power trip. He was responsible for the downfall of a Jedi Order, and now his throne is at the very same temple of his ancient enemy. My god! Yep. Uh, Palpatine. <laughs> Palpatine is an absolute shitter. It's so, so good. That's one way to describe him. <laughs> but yeah, um, fortunately, um, even though it was under the thumb of the Empire and the Emperor's personal residence and everything like that, um, it would, when the New Republic came in, and, you know, after the Battle of Endor and everything, um, the New Republic would actually retake Coruscant and make it their capital. Mm-hmm. And in return, they managed to repossess the Jedi Temple. Even though it was heavily damaged from the invasion and everything. Yeah. Eventually, Luke Skywalker's new Jedi Temple would, you know, take reform. Its <laughs> take its place. And help rebuild the Jedi Temple. I think at this point in time, Luke Skywalker didn't want to have close connections with the Republic because he was all like, no, no, politics was the downfall of the Jedi Temple. Stay the fuck away from us. Smart idea. But eventually he was kind of forced to, you know, go to the Jedi Temple and, you know, make it the home of his Jedi Order because, you know, um, <laughs> they need to be... Nowhere else really to go. Nowhere else really to go. So, yeah. Um... Unfortunately, though, it would be destroyed again, but this time it would be rebuilt into a new structure, which is called the New Jedi Temple. What the fuck? I know, it looks so weird. It's just a bunch of pyramids. What? (laughs) Uh. That's... That's weird. I know. It's, That's very weird. Yeah, compared to the original design of a Jedi Temple, uh, it just looks ordinary by comparison. It looks like the textures didn't show up. Yeah. It's a little bit weird, but yeah. A little bit? That's still... That, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Um, you'll be happy to know, though, a hundred years later, um, this is when Luke Skywalker is dead and everything, um... The Jedi Temple would be taken over by Darth Krait's one Sith. And there's actually a picture of this one, because it looks a lot better as a Sith Temple. A little bit. Yeah. Just a bit. And then uh, it got retaken by uh, the Jedi Order again, and it was reconverted back to its original structure. Like how it used to be before the Clone Wars? Yep, 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 yep. yep. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, um, that's basically all i have about the jedi temple that was better than i thought yeah there was more Im- information in history than i thought there would be yeah i wish i had better images of the cutaway of the jedi uh temple in that book but that's the best i could find still very fascinating to look at though now i need to track down that book mm. yeah it's so good i think each movie has a cutaway where you could just look through details like ships structures, starfighters, that sort of thing. My brother and I might have had it as kids, but probably got sold somewhere. I don't know. I can't remember. (laughs) I remember getting those books from a local library when I uh, visit my grandmother in in the summers and everything. This is so good. Um, Got any lingering questions, Hannah? No, my curiosity is satiated. All right. What are we covering next? Well, actually, before I go into that, how cool would it be if we got, like, cutaways of uh, the the Valley of the Dark Lords? 
Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> it would be so dope. Being able to actually see into the fucking tombs and act- and see whose tomb it is. Yeah. That would be awesome. It would be so cool, but they don't appear in the movie, so whatever. Crying. <laughs> just, just shedding a single tear. Anyway, um, so to answer your question, Hannah, since we have resumed the light side of the force, I think it is high time to talk about another hero character. Okay. And this time... We will be talking about the uh, master of Obi-Wan Kenobi himself. Qui-Gon! Qui-Gon Jinn! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a long time coming for you. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been eager to talk about Qui-Gon. Yeah, he I'm... He's one of my favorite heroes. Yeah, he's pretty dope, especially when he's uh, acted by Liam Neeson. Liam <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, Looking um, forward to that. Yeah. So anyway, think that's our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? Or in this case, how many layers does the Jedi Temple have? Like onions. Yeah, just like onions, except it doesn't make you cry. Well, except during uh, Order 66. 66. <laughs> but yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, it was a lot of fun to talk about the Jedi Temple. Temple. Uh, <laughs> it, the Jedi Temple and its intricacies. And yeah, I'm currently sweating right now at the aspect of doing research on Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, well, whatever. It's, uh, I'm used to it by now. But anyway, hope you, you're having a wonderful rest of your day. Hope you enjoy the Ahsoka TV show. And may the Force be with you. And this is the way. May the Force be with you. Bye-bye. Bye.